It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder, brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. And here we are on another Thursday afternoon at four o'clock. It is time to mind your business. And we have uh, Jamila on conference with us. And we'd like to welcome Katie Berry, a board member of Beyond Plastics, to the show today. Ladies, we got a lot to talk about. We do, we do. <laughs> I first want to welcome Katie to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to be talking about a webinar series that we've partnered with Butterfield Bank, um, and we're talking about single-use plastics and why they're bad and why we should be using something different, and specifically as it relates to our small and medium-sized businesses. But before we get into the good stuff, if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you became um, part of Beyond Plastics. Um, well, when I started as, as the executive director of Keep Bermuda Beautiful, um, I was invited to join a group of nonprofit leaders, environmental nonprofit leaders in Bermuda, um, to really kind of come together on this issue of single-use plastic. And from that, the Beyond Plastic campaign um, sort of came about. And it's a collaboration between um, BEST and KBB and um, some pretty passionate Bermudians um, who are very supportive of um, single-use plastic le legislation um, because of their concern for the amount of plastics that's in our environment. Um, and so the campaign has been working for the last year doing a lot of research. Um, we submitted a paper to the government on our recommendations. We looked at jurisdictions all over the world and what they're doing on the issue. Um, and we really thought through what might work for Bermuda. Um, one of our concerns is that um, we wanted the Bermudian public to be educated about what this means and um, how to navigate the le legislation successfully uh, so that this the legislation is successful um, because there's no point putting legislation in the books if nobody knows what to do and how to um, deal with the legislation. Um, so a big part of what we're doing is we've just launched a public education campaign uh, and we're looking actually for sponsors and partners at the moment to come on board and help us and become um, beyond plastic champions. Um, so that's kind of where we are at the moment. Um, and this webinar series with BDC really helps us get in touch with the businesses that we really want to help. Um, you know, the small and medium-sized businesses in Bermuda need help to figure out how this is going to impact their business. You're absolutely right. And so we are so thrilled that um, you've joined us. Like I said, um, this was all catalyzed from uh, Butterfield Bank reaching out because, of course, their clients are our clients. And they're yep. also, you know, pe people who need to know this information because once the legislation comes into effect, it is going to impact them. And we know the cost of doing business in Bermuda is already high. Um, so what mm -hmm. we're trying to do with this webinar series and partnering with you and the bank is to um, get ahead of it, if, if that makes sense, to um, yeah. create some options, help people understand what it entails and, and what their options are. Um, so I'm really mm -hmm. excited about the series. The first webinar is actually going to be next Thursday, March 10th at 1230. 
Um, and so it's already up on our website, so people can go on to, to register. But can you talk a little bit about the legislation and when it comes into effect? Well, so this is what we know at the moment is David Northcott, who's the um, policy, one of the policy writers for the government, has written um, a paper that um, went out to the public consultation um, last year in about October, September, September time, actually. Um, and from that, a recommendation has been written um, to the minister. Um, and we're expecting the legislation to either be tabled before the summer recess or immediately after the summer recess. Okay. All right. Well, we got a little bit of time. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. we got to make the most of it. Um, so I was reading, like, trying in preparation for this conversation, and it looks mm -hmm. like they're going to have a phased approach, which is always good, right? You don't want to just get hit mm -hmm. over the head with some new legislation, and you're like, now what? Um, yeah. And so with the, like you said, tabling after the summer, that will be like phase one, and then they will move into phase three. Can you talk a little bit about the phases? Yeah. So, I mean, our kind of feeling is we looked at all the items that um, that they're considering, oh. um, and our recommendation was that a phased approach was the way forward, because for some things, we can get rid of them immediately, plastic straws being an example. Um and and to just say, there are some carve-outs that may need to go into the legislation, um, but um, with straws, there are silicon, um, great silicon products that you can use instead. Okay. Um, and there are even um, straws, because a lot of people complain about paper straws, but actually yeah. there are... I know why. I mean, I fill them. <laughs> you're, yeah. like, you're, you're three quarters into your drink, and that's it. You can't sip anymore because nothing's coming through. Yeah. So there's so there's lots of different products on the market where straws are concerned. There's silicon straws, which are kind of soft and, and, and flexible. There's stainless steel straws. There's ones that you see quite often that are supposedly compostable. They still take a while to break down in the environment. But at least they um, break down, right? But they are better than your traditional straws. Um, so an example like that, that would be something that you would expect we would expect mm -hmm. to be um, probably banned immediately. Um, right. and, um, and most people have already kind of made that change anyway, so that's right. not going to be a, a painful change. There may be some people that have to go out and buy themselves a stainless steel straw or a, or a silicon straw, but on the whole, that's not going to be a pain point for most people in most businesses because they've already kind of made that change. Right. Um, and then plastic bags. Now, a lot of our retailers and people like that have have made that have already made that change. Um, you know, I just think of places like Making Waves and the Gibbons Company, the Gibbons Group. They've all, for a long time, had paper bags, or um, the Gibbons Group has actually been giving away reusable bags in anticipation of this right um so we would expect those to be on there now there are obviously carve outs of that because our waste management system in bermuda is reliant on trash bags and um and we're reliant on recycling bags for example so those will not appear in the legislation okay um and so that's kind of the thing is that is the legislation is going to be very specific 
to certain items. Okay. Um, and and how I, we think that they're going to do um, control it is through um, the importers. So when you import a item to the island, it will it has a code, and so certain items with certain codes you won't be able to bring in. Okay. Yeah, I know. I was um, kind of off topic, but. I was speaking to someone who brings in like agricultural um, compost and stuff, and there was a specific yep. code, and some she couldn't bring, and others she could. So I guess yes. it will be similar yes. to that when it comes yes. to to the single use plastic. Yeah, okay. but the thing is, is also is people businesses, especially small businesses, need to get smart about the difference because there's a lot of products that are coming onto the market right now that say that they're compostable or say that they're plastic-free, but they're not. And and that's where Beyond Plastic can really help. Okay. Uh, my, co- my colleague, Eric Hetzel, who is going to be giving the first um, part of the webinar, okay. he has done, I mean, he knows more plastic than anyone I know, about plastic <laughs> than anyone I know. And he's a really smart guy, and he is he has spoken to people all over the world about this issue and he is the one that i mean i take things to him and i'm like what about this and he goes no it's still plastic and um, that's crazy but like in a situation like that i know you're saying beyond plastic can help um small businesses identify but if it's being labeled as uh you know recyclable plastic or no it doesn't contain plastic like how how do you sort through that and figure out what's what. It's actually, it's actually easy, easier than you think once you know, okay. if that makes any sense. And, and that's where, you know, Eric and the team at Beyond Plastic can help um, really quickly give people the kinds of ins and outs of it. Um, and most of the, um, pe- the companies that import in Bermuda are bringing in great products. And so we highlight those to um, small businesses, you know, go to Medical House and get this product, go to um, J. Harvey and get this product, you know, and those, because those products are good and we've done the research and we know that they're good. Now, you know, the pushback on that is what if I can't get it? And there's going to have to be some flex in the legislation because we are coming out of a pandemic and there are global supply issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why we're really trying to encourage people to not just replace a single use thing with another single use thing. If you can is what about reusable products? What about looking at your business in a completely different way? Right. And, um, and that's what I think is there's potential and, you know, change I think people fear change, but there's always opportunity when you have change. You're absolutely and right. And it's looking for those opportunities. And, you know, where there's opportunity, there is potential for success. And we'd love to speak to more small business owners who are interested in rethinking the model and maybe coming up with something that, you know, changes the way we do things in Bermuda that is beneficial to them and is beneficial to Bermuda and is beneficial to the environment. I think it's intriguing what you what you said, and I do have a question on here specifically around that, and I'm sure you're going to go into mm-hmm. it um, in one of the webinars. But before we do that, just for um, the listener's sake, can yep. we define, like, what a single-use plastic is? 
because we know straws, you mentioned that. Okay. What are the other types of items are we talking about here? Well, so um, they're the ones that people use every day. So there's the coffee cup, for example. Now, this is going to actually be a really difficult one for the government to um, legislate against um, immediately because there is an alternative. It's called the butterfly cup, but it's hard to get hold of. And so what in that instance, what Beyond Plastic is saying is actually individuals, you can take a reusable coffee cup into pick up your coffee every morning. You can ask when you're sitting at brew or wherever your favorite coffee shop is, instead of having a um, single use coffee cup, ask for a mug because they have mugs and we just have got out of the habit and we all pick up these, what we think of is cardboard coffee cups, but they're actually lined in plastic and, um, and in the environment, they function just like plastic And the worst bit about them is that when you heat up the thin plastic that is lining those coffee cups, it actually, when you heat plastic up, you start to ingest that plastic. So you're telling me that the coffee cup going into your body, it has plastic in the cardboard coffee cup? It's lined. It's like painted with the thin plastic. Yes. And that's how it doesn't leak. (laughs) What? Um, And so... You know what is so many of our retail stores in Bermuda stock reusable coffee containers. Right. If everybody bought a reusable coffee container and took it into their favorite coffee shop and used that, it would, one, benefit the environment. Two, it would benefit that person's health. And three, it would save that coffee shop owner money. Right. Yeah. And that is the three reasons to look differently is to look at things from a different angle and go, is there a way to replace single use? Because we single use has become very convenient and, and we've all, we all, it's hard. I, I'm not going to deny it. It is not an easy thing to do. But the impact on our environment, uh, it is all contributing to the climate change that we're experiencing in Bermuda. Right. And you know what I think for an island our size and for a population our size, I I feel like we can, like, wholesale do this. Like, we can do this. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like it shouldn't be, like, so difficult. And we collectively should understand the importance of doing it, you know? Um, so, So I would agree with you. Like, you know, I get coffee all the time from Rock Island, right? And I have a cup. But you know, yep. you forget to bring the cup, and you do, and so you end up getting one of the the cups. But now, with you telling me that that, and I, you see it, but it just doesn't dawn on you that oh yeah, this is why the cup isn't leaking because there's a thin layer of plastic on the inside. Oh my yes. gosh! Okay, and and you know, and and the lid, and the right? Lid and all of that, and, all of it. Um, and you know, people will say, but you know what? It's going in the trash, and it's going to the incinerator. So no big deal. Well, but it is a big deal because is we have to change and as individuals, as consumers, even our small island of Bermuda, uh-huh. we have to change that mindset because we're all citizens of the world. And when we choose to do things differently, businesses will change. Yeah. And you know, and, and so we have to start at home where we can make a difference. And in Bermuda 
we can actually, because we're small and because we're well-educated and we're um, a really close community on the whole, is we can actually look at our business models and go, how can we do this and do this together? And and we can become an example to the world of how how it is done. I mean, the reusable um, lunch container is kind of one of the things that I just think there's so much opportunity in Bermuda is for some entrepreneur who wants to take it on is, you know, we all go to our same favorite places for lunch every day um, and pick up lunch. And it would be great if it was put in some kind of reusable container. And when you're done, you just drop it in a at a sort of a place or somewhere where you can drop them off and they're washed and it could be even a business model, a bit like a hustle truck, yeah. so that, um, you know, casual labor, because not everybody can hold down a full-time job. Right. And that's okay. And that you could actually show up and you can wash these reusable containers for X amount of dollars for three hours. Right. And But, you know, you think of all those styrofoam containers, all of those fiberboard containers, everything that all our lunch from town comes in every day and and from our gas stations across the island. If you had a reusable scheme across the whole island, we wouldn't need to import any of that styrofoam, any of those, because the reusable containers would just get used and washed and used and washed and used and washed. Right. And um, and and it's doable because you're talking about thousands. You're not Mm -hmm. talking about millions. You're talking about thousands. Right. I think the way to do that, ladies, pardon me, because I've just been listening for a minute here, is to incentivize it because there has to be some sort of recycling fee. Otherwise, people will just keep them. But if if they if they're charged that fee at the point of sale and then they can redeem that again, if they put it through the recycling system, something like that, a scheme like that needs to be set up. And the feel good factor of it needs to be emphasized because lots of times it might seem like a token notion or whatever, but collectively it becomes huge. You know, I carry my own water bottle. I have a, it's, you know, it's not a swell bottle, but it's like a swell bottle. (laughs) And um, I take it into every restaurant I go and with my own water in it. And right. and no restaurant yep. minds that, that you're sitting there drinking water. I'll often order an iced tea or something like that again if I'm sitting down to eat. Yep. But I never take away a container, you know. And for hot drinks yep. too, Jamila, Rock Island would love it if you bought your own coffee cup every and day. And they do. I've done it before. Yeah. And they fill it up. Yep. It's not an issue. Like, you know. You know, and I'm if you haven't had a chance effort. to wash it, they'll wash it for you before they fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> They're really good. And, and, and we need to incentivize and, you know it a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the thing is, is if people, so it's like some people love to go out for dinner and have, take some home. That's so that they me. Don't have to cook yep, the next that's day. me. And, and if you just took your own container, you are then using your own container um, for that. And you're not then having any waste, but you've also just saved that business owner. Absolutely. The, cost of the container. Mm-hmm. And that is about, like, that's just, it's a symbiotic relationship that works, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing something good for the business owner, and you're getting your takeout, and, it, and it's, all, it's all working. Um, and I think we can really do that. Bermuda is small enough for us to look at all of our businesses and try and figure out a better way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with you 100%. And I think collectively, if we work together, we can do it. And I think the purpose of these webinars, and I want to talk a little bit about some of the topics that are going to be covered, but is to, I guess, help small businesses know that it's not, nobody's trying to make business 
doing business more difficult no. for them. This is no. recognizing that this is a problem for all of us, yeah. you know, as a whole, yeah. and putting in place something to um, encourage you to make yep. better decisions, better choices as it relates to to how you conduct and 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 do business. But ultimately, yep. it's going to benefit everybody. It's going to benefit all of us, right? So in terms yep. of the topics that are going to be covered, can you talk a little bit about this first one that's coming up and then take us through the series of four? Yeah. So the first one is kind of um, is our general one that talks about the problem of plastic. And that is the environmental problem, the health problems, the um, climate justice issues, um, that are connected with plastic and, and really give people the information behind the issue. Uh, and then, um, because we think it's important for people to understand why this is even a discussion uh, and why it's important to even be doing this um, at the moment. So that, so that first part is the kind of the overview. Um, the second is about how you can break free from plastic. So this is about some of the knowledge of the things and the products to look for that are great alternatives and how to kind of navigate some of the legislation. And a big part of this second one is also um, there will be a panel of us to answer questions because one of the reasons we we did a four-part series is to really encourage people to ask us the questions and sort of talk about their fears and and what they don't understand. Um, and that, because that's really, we're trying to hold people's hands through this process um, so that they're not fearful of this change, but they try and understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, the third, um, which is entitled Plastic Free Future. Now, this is the kind of the one that um, I think I find really exciting and really interesting is the idea of looking at um people who have taken this and flipped it to be an opportunity. And um, and so that is kind of the one that I think is for people that are a little bit entrepreneurial yeah. and, and want to kind of um, think outside the box a little bit. Uh, and then the last one, which is all part of this, is about rethinking your waste. Because ultimately... You know, if you, let's say you have a drinks cabinet in your um, your lunch place and you make that decision to take all the plastic drink bottles out and replace it with cans, well, suddenly it's like, okay, do you have a recycling bin for that can, those cans for your customers? Because we have a really great recycling program in Bermuda and all of our cans are actually compacted and shipped off the island and sold on the, in the U.S. market. And, um, and so the government makes money from the cans. And the great thing about cans is one can is recycled into another can. So it's a perfect um, recycling loop. And I think that people need to understand that that's different than plastic recycling. Because a lot of people say, well, why don't we recycle plastic in Bermuda? There is actually no true way to really recycle plastic is because plastic degrades. It's the type of material it is. And um, and actually, 
only 5% of plastic that has been made since the 1950s has ever been recycled. Uh, and, and so it is not a good option. Um, and the other thing is, is it doesn't, recycling plastic doesn't, we're not talking about actually the human and health impacts um, and environmental impacts of plastic when we recycle. So, uh, you know, moving away from plastic um, in um, food service uh-huh. is is really important. And certainly if you do a beach cleanup, you know, me as executive director of KBB, I did so many beach cleanups. And besides cigarette butts, which are the number one littered item, and they are definitely a single-use plastic, um, uh the next thing is is plastic drink tops. Okay. And so if you go to and do a beach cleanup in Bermuda, the n- number two thing after cigarette butts will be the um, plastic tops to drink uh, to uh, drinks bottles, plastic mm. drinks bottles, mm. Mm. and and that makes you realize just how pervasive that type of littering is right. um, around the world. And and the thing is, is what you find is that the reason why you find the bot the tops is because they're made of a, um, a much more durable type of plastic. You know, they're colored. And this is another thing that people don't realize. You can't recycle colored plastic. I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Um, and what actually was happening in the States and in Europe is they were saying, well, we're recycling plastic, but they were actually shipping it. Um, to Indonesia and places like that, where the Indonesians were Indonesians were getting sick uh-huh. um, because of the plastic, oh my and God. so they've actually said no, and they won't take it anymore. And it is about to become illegal for you to ship plastic anywhere out, like to another country, right? Because certainly North America was trying to ship it to Latin America, right? That's crazy. And so they're going to try. It's and like we that. don't want this problem. You take it. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. That's not how it should be looked at. Because everybody suffers. It doesn't matter where in the yep. world you are, right? If this is not yep. recyclable, there, once it's, it's there, there's nothing you can do to get rid of it. I mean, we have to start thinking um, a yep. little bit more inclusive. I think. Um, yep. So one of the things that I want to get across or to understand from you, and maybe it's something that we touch on in more detail in the webinar, is immediately because a lot of our our stakeholders are in some cases sole proprietors, they're small business owners, yep. and they themselves are customers of other um, yep. as well. What can they do? What can we do to support the the business industry on with this change, right? So how can we encourage them? Because r- right away, I know they're all thinking, oh, now it's just going to cost me more money, right? Um, but well, what can we do it, to, to try and help in this regard? So so we've kind of we've kind of looked at it from two angles at Beyond Plastic. One is is that if people use reusable containers where they can uh-huh. as individuals, that will help a business owner owner because it will save them money. Um, and then the other piece is is that actually when you buy a case of cups, um, it you know so let's say somebody's buying a case of coffee cups and they're going to say, and they're like a green, a type of green coffee cup, um, which doesn't really exist, so that's not a good example. Let me, so let's say they are, um, 
they're importing some kind of container for um, takeout. And it is made of some kind of um, fiberboard that is actually um, compostable mm-hmm. um, or it's made of cardboard or something. Then, um, and they'll say, well, it's going to cost me $50 more for a case of 200 But actually, when you put that out over the, the $50 over the 200 the consumer who's ultimately going to pay for that price increase, it's only going to be about five or six cents more per thing. I haven't got the numbers right. I've used a bad example. But if you do you see what we've actually kind of looked at all of the kind of costings. And um, and so the business for businesses who say it's going to cost me so much more, they're actually going to pass it on to the consumer and the consumer. So the consumer is going to stomach that. And we've actually done some studies whereby if you take a coffee, for example, if it's going to cost you four cents more, that actually the consumer won't even notice that in Bermuda, that there's price elasticity in Bermuda um, for things like that. Um, I'm thinking like, what if, like with my favorite coffee shop, Rock Island, what if, Yep. Everybody just brought in their own cuff, coffee cup, and then that retailer no longer has to purchase the cup exactly. and the you know the all of that. And then now their cost of operating goes down, which in turn can pass that savings on to their customers. So everybody's yes. winning, including the planet. So, yes, Shelly, I'm still here. I think we lost her though, Jamila. I don't know how oh, that happened. No. We're right at the bottom of the hour, though, so I don't know what the gremlins' timing is all about there. <laughs> I feel like they were like, right, it's 4.30, so that's the end of this conversation. Oh, gosh. Um, Katie, I am so sorry that we lost you, um, but what I will say in Katie's absence is that, or encourage everyone to log on to these webinars so that she can finish her thoughts <laughs> and um, share with you the opportunities that exist, right? We don't want it to be um, prohibitive. We don't want it to have to increase cost of operations, but we know it's necessary to start creating legislation around the use of these single-use plastics because it's easy to do to get the thing that's cheaper and, sure. and, and you know, um, but it's not necessarily the best thing for the island. It's not the best thing for us. Like that whole thing about sure. the coffee cup and the thin layer of plastic in mm-hmm. the inside, I'm over it. I'm yes. going to be using my, <laughs> my container from now on. Yeah, um, yeah. And your coffee so, tastes better out of that too anyway. So. It probably does. <laughs> um, so listen, you guys, log on to bdc.bm, register for this seminar and you can register to to attend the entire four series which I would recommend Mm -hmm. because as you heard Katie say each one will be focused on a different topic that is relevant and is going to help get you prepared when this new legislation comes into effect Mm. so please don't miss out don't say I didn't tell you now exactly because we got this recorded (laughs) (laughs) we know we'll call it up (laughs) if I have to (laughs) yeah we just want to say Jamila before we wrap it up that you know um anyone can get information from Beyond Plastics about alternatives to single-use plastics because they do exist Mm -hmm. in order to make any transitions that are coming down the pipeline easier for our businesses here. And uh, there's a lot of smart people involved in that initiative. And you just want to take advantage of that brain power and the contacts and the the mad science information that they have. 
in order right. to um in order to make this like you said you wrapped it up really well about it's better for for you it's better for the company they can reduce their costs and we can help the planet so hey that's right so it, it makes sense for everybody and just uh-huh. to give um beyond plastic email is beyond plastic bermuda at gmail.com and you could also go on their website if you google beyond plastic um, Bermuda, it will come up, but mm-hmm. again, they are going to be the champions for us and they are willing and ready to support, um, those small businesses that have questions and just need to know how. And in the first instance, thanks to the partnership with Butterfield, we will be hosting this series of webinars starting next week, mm-hmm. Thursday, March 10th at 1230. So we look forward to seeing you then. Awesome. 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 Sounds like a a whole lot of knowledge there. And that's going to make a a whole lot of people's businesses run a whole lot smoother. So Jamila, I think we should do this again next week. How about you? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be here folks. Same time, same place. Always time to mind your business at uh, four o'clock on a Thursday. Cause if you don't mind your business, who will? That's right. Take care there. Thank you for listening to mind your business with BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.